love podcasting. It's my favorite thing. I'm Steve. And I'm Dolly. And this is Withdrawn. We're two boring librarians make libraries less boring. Oh, man. We are boring. I am so boring. I am just no good at podcasting. I. Steve. Steve. Yeah? I think you're pretty good at podcasting. You think so? Yes! I think what you're having right now is your imposter syndrome is talking. Oh, so what is that? What is imposter syndrome? I think it, it's that it's that thing in your brain meat that makes you feel like you're not good enough. I I understand that that's uh, fairly common, especially amongst our profession. Librarians with imposter syndrome. <laughs> a bunch Surely, of a bunch yes. of introverts not being able to not feeling uh, confident in their abilities. Yes. Yeah, no, it is it is it is com- it is common, um, and it's totally normal. It happens to lots of librarians, and. Uh, it's it's uh it's everywhere and and what's really nice about it lately is that it's being talked about. Well, that's that, that's really what's important about it. I mean about any kind of thing that you feel is holding you back is talking about it and getting it out there and that's what is kind of comforting for people who do have it I think is that they see that other people have it and so you can believe more that it's a real thing because I think if you're in the middle of it you're not going to believe that it's you, you might you know rationally think, oh, well, I've looked up this Wikipedia article about imposter syndrome, and I've read all about it, and so I know what it is, and so I guess I am good. No, I mean, you're stuck in the a rut, and you can't get out of it, so it helps to know other people are in the same situation as you, not only with imposter syndrome, but other ailments you might have. Yes. Um, I, I generally don't find myself doubting myself too, too much. But um, when and if I do, I find um, turning to my professional network and um, really looking at my own accomplishments can help. Um, but it, it is nice to know that other people deal with this a lot because sometimes when you're in the midst of imposter syndrome, it really looks like everybody else's life is so much easier than yours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you're... everybody else has achieved so much more than you have. <laughs> right. You're, you're looking at their little their little accomplishments seem huge and your huge accomplishments seem like oh that's nothing it, does, it doesn't matter that I'm the head of my own library I'm terrible but that person just cataloged a book it's like okay but those are, those are nice good both those are both good things how do they find the time to do cataloging <laughs> and um, I mean I, and I mean I, I do feel that I know more than you do but I, I don't I wouldn't say I'm crippled by it but I, and I think some people have it a lot worse um, but I do have it at times, um, and not just in the professional life, I and mean, that's mostly what we're going to talk about here, but I mean, I think I probably anybody who's a parent probably feels it sometimes <laughs> you're just like, I am a complete loser. And my kid is, my kid is screaming because I'm a horrible parent. And that is the reason why. <laughs> well, I've also, I've seen, um, I've seen in and among, it's not always linked to imposter syndrome, but I've seen things linked to social media in general that people feel inadequate and stuff because 
of sort of that Facebook effect that all you're seeing from somebody else is how yeah. great they're doing and how great they are at parenting and how happy and polite their children are. And and it applies, I think, to the profession, too. You know, you're, you're only seeing, you know, that somebody is getting a fancy new job or somebody's doing this project or so-and-so is applying for tenure and you're just like... I don't have any of that stuff, and it really, really can trigger those those feelings. Um, but you know, sometimes imposter syndrome just just happens, and and I think the best way out of it is through it. That's always been my personal motto. Um, well, yeah, and I think a lot of yeah. people like to talk. You generally want to talk about your accomplishments more than your fa- your per- failures or perceived failures. So that's that, that's why it seems that way more. Like I'm using your example there for a second. I, people will sometimes tell me, oh, it's so sweet that your daughter smiles all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't post pictures when she's not smiling. <laughs> I'm not going to show you having a temper tantrum. Yes. I mean, yes, she, yes, she smiles a lot. But no, Although that's, 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 been, that's been happening, too. I love seeing that stuff where it's why my child is crying yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Know, <laughs> it does. I think that, and that's the kind of thing that you, you An know, honest toddler, and yeah, you really benefit from. Yeah. And I think professionally, you can do too. Is say, you know, there are. It, it'd be open and honest about your struggles, and I think you'll find a lot of people chiming in with their own stories, and it really takes away that feeling that I am alone here in hell. Can I, can I say hell on the podcast? You can. In H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh, I, will, I will say one thing, though, too. That um, imposter syndrome can kind of um, grow out of, grow along with, mimic the effects of depression. Yes. And um, yes. if you feel like you're suffering from depression, I highly encourage you to find um, assistance and help. Uh, whatever that looks like for you, uh, or if you're feeling sad and um, down, that you immediately reach out and get the help you need. I just want to put that in there because sometimes. Well, well, well I think it's important to understand the difference between. I, mean, I think if it's just imposter syndrome, then mm-hmm. if you go on social media and say, "Oh, I'm a loser because I didn't get this one job, even though I already have a great job," and people send you calming manatee memes and other gifs of people jumping around dancing and gifs and i said gifs didn't i i said gifs i'm so confused i don't know which one it is (laughs) jiffy um but i don't know either honestly i i i I think i finally figured out how to say meme i think just i think (laughs) jiff jiff is correct even though the creator of it says gif um but but if that stuff kind of helps bring you out of it then i think you're just probably have imposter syndrome but if that stuff is not doing anything and you're still yeah, I think you probably have more of it in the, on the side of depression than, yeah, as you said, you need to get that taken care of because that a lot of times, especially depending on how intense it is, you probably do need to speak, seek professional help. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's awesome. But yeah, the, the sort of, I, I don't want to overstress how common it is, but I think we've all had times where we sat there and went, I'm not good enough for this thing. Right. Um, and that's 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 why it's good to take a look at there's um a lot of really great blog posts being written about it there's a lot of even just acknowledging that it exists i think has made such a big difference to people and to their lives and um yeah. you know i i know i mean I, I had never heard of it until i mean a few years ago now but i mean it was 
it's fairly recently that I've ever heard of it. Maybe it's a new, a newly made made condition. I don't know if it's been around for a long time or mm-hmm. not. But maybe it just never had the catchy name. That's what I mean. I mean, I mean, I know obviously people have felt this way before, but I didn't know if it was ever. A, I don't even know if it's an official condition or not. If it's been in that big psychiatry book that I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> the though. DSM. Yes. My favorite. <laughs> I don't believe. Book? I don't believe it's probably in there, but. One of my first purchases this fiscal year was the DSM-5. Like, yeah! Yeah! I've been waiting for that sucker. Um, <laughs> I love that thing. But, um, yeah, there's... I don't know if it's codified in that way. However, um, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to be addressing. Well, and, I, and, and you need to be aware of it because it can... If you let yourself stay in that and again as we've said there's a difference between this and depression if it's just the imposter syndrome you you can't let yourself wallow in it and just stay in there because it's gonna pull you down and keep you from thinking positively so i think what you said earlier is a good way to do it of think about your accomplishments like really look at them and see that you actually do have accomplishments <laughs> well and the thing about it is it really does prevent people from taking opportunities and yes. that sucks because it costs us in the profession people who are really talented and really smart who maybe looked at a job opening and said no i can't yeah. do that no i can't like my personal feeling on job openings um if you meet the basic criteria, I'm not saying don't apply for jobs you're not actually qualified for. You know, if you have the three years experience or whatever it is, I wouldn't fudge. I wouldn't fudge the mandatory stuff. But if you're looking at it and you think, yeah, I'm qualified for it, or am I? Just let them tell you no. They will tell you no. I promise you. If the, if you're not ready, they will tell you no. But why why disqualify yourself from something you're more than likely, if you thought you were qualified for it at first, you probably are. Um, don't disqualify yourself. Let, let let somebody else say no to you. Don't say no to yourself. That's not fun. Yeah, no, uh, and I think we talked about that a little bit in our um, yeah. jo- uh, uh, episode about finding a job and stuff. But yeah, you've got you, you've got to get back on. I mean, if you don't get a job, that doesn't mean that you weren't good for the job. It just means that there was someone else that was. Equal or slightly better than you. I mean, it's a as we all know, it's a very crowded job market. So just because you don't get a job does not mean that you're a complete loser and you'll never get a job ever again. It just means there were 16 people applying for it and there's only one position. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, when you when you apply for things or when you see opportunities and you think I'd like to do that, but I'm terrible. They'd never have me. Yeah. Don't don't do that to yourself. You know, if you see something to be on a panel or you see something. Call for articles. Um, I, I I try. Maybe I suffer from Icarus syndrome, and I just like to fly too close to the sun. But I I I try to sort of look at it and just think like, I, if I had the first thought that this is possible for me, then I should just give this a shot. And um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I like to think too sometimes about like, what's the worst thing that happens if this doesn't work out? Because it stops my brain from kind of catastrophizing. Like, <laughs> right. if I, if this doesn't work out, I will be blacklisted from libraries. 
I will never get another job. I will be permanently tossed out in the cold. You know, like once you really sort of look at what you have to lose, I find that that's a really practical way to kind of get out of this. Like, oh, I'm not good enough for this thing, or I'm not good enough for yada yada. Like, go well. Wait a minute. Even if I am not good enough, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think people people get imposter syndrome a lot more about things that they're more passionate about, they're more invested in. Because yeah. I actually, I, I tend to, I think. My imposter syndrome comes out a lot more related to uh, my podcast, and I think it's because that's. And I, I know objectively. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I, I'm not. I, mean, I actually am modest. I'm not going to say it's great, but it's something. It's something that I very much enjoy doing. I'm very much passionate for it. I think it's a good thing that I'm doing, and I think that's why I feel like if something bad happens or somebody says no to being on or I get a bad feedback comment it really hits me harder because that's something that i'm really passionate about and mm-hmm. i am passionate about my, my regular job as well but not to the because but you know the podcast is my little baby that i kind of created out of nothing and so it's i think i think i think it hits harder there and i think that's what ha- happens with other people too is that the 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 more you love it the more it can hurt you yeah uh, you know, it's funny about imposter syndrome. Like a lot of the stuff I read about it, it just seems like it's it's more common in people who actually aren't being given enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's 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 right. it's higher in women. It's um the not to plug Wikipedia, but to plug Wikipedia, it says another demographic group that suffers from this phenomenon is African Americans. So it's people who are actually you know uh, discriminated against and not given their due actually mm-hmm. do uh get imposter syndrome weird it seems like maybe the problem is not internal <laughs> it might be an external Perhaps thing the issue is <laughs> external not that we want to get withdrawn too political but <laughs> yeah well and and that explains what we said earlier of the i mean if it's if it's more common in females then librarianship is a female dominated profession so that would be explaining why so many of our colleagues seem to yes have it but yes, to get political. Um, yes. No, I mean, I, I, and I think that's that, that, that's probably right, and that's that's a good explanation for why it would happen. So I think it, you know you get a little. Um, there's a great term called gaslighting, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, just, just as a brief explainer. If you've never heard the term, it's uh, somebody else convincing you that something you know to be true is not true. Um, or attempting to deceive or trick you to doubt your own perception of events as they actually occurred. Um, and I think you find a bit of gaslighting around um, suffering from these issues as well, where it's, you know, oh, you've never had this problem, oh, no one's ever discounted your work before, oh, yada, yada. Um, having your work ignored or belittled or dismissed because of who you are does have an effect and it does have a profound um, impact on your ability and interest in applying for stuff and putting yourself out there and that really sucks because we lose a lot of voices because of that and um so i would just say that if you find yourself uh, experiencing imposter syndrome. It's probably not all 100% inside you. <laughs> um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that um, it's not worth it to continue trying or to find a network of supportive people who uh, know your abilities um, and to remove negative 
whatever influences, I guess, well, and I, negative people as much as you possibly can, or to ignore them um, because you deserve to think that you are the best because you're your number one fan. You, you are, kind of have to be. You are awesome. <laughs> It's important that you be your number one fan. It has always <laughs> been my position because if you're not your number one fan, then I mean, I guess like your mom can be mom or dad, but <laughs> they have to be. Um, <laughs> and you should definitely believe in yourself because that's that's the least you could do for yourself is believe in yourself. You should be your best cheerleader. So. You totally owe it to yourself to think that you are the freaking best man. And I, and I think what you just said was important that having that surrounding yourself with positive people is is the way to get out of this kind of thing um having that safety net to help you out and having a safety net means you can take more chances because if you you know like i like to write for a blog called letters to a young librarian yep. here's a plug letters to a young librarian with Je- uh written uh, well she's the i was trying to say she's the editor and oh. writer and uh creator of course, and editrix, editrix of, um, <laughs> of it, and that's Jessica Olin, or Olin J on uh, the Twitter, and she is fantastic at, um, you know, when you bring her an idea and you say, I want to write a post for Letters to a Young Librarian about blah, she's a great editor and a great sounding board, and I feel like if I did write her, it hasn't happened yet, but it's entirely possible. If I wrote her something that was terrible or didn't work or whatever, she would be the kind of person who it would be safe to have a failure around. It's yep. you want to know people who it's safe to fail around. Yeah, and, and she, she's great. I mean, most of the people that I've written guest blog posts for before have been like that. Um, I, the first thing that I ever wrote, I think I mentioned this earlier, was for Leah White, um, <laughs> long, long time ago. Five, before I did the podcast five six seven years ago and that was awesome and she was very positive and encouraging things like that so I had never really written anything like for a blog before even then so that that was really awesome so yeah just you want to find you want to have those people like Jessica like Leah like all these great people that are on the Twitters and in your own life obviously you don't have to do this all online if you have wonderful friends around you they can help bring you out of that as well yeah so, yeah. in summary, you're great. You're great! Withdrawn is a podcast lovingly handcrafted for you, the listener, by Steve Thomas in Georgia and Dolly Murley in California. You can find us on Twitter at SteveLibrarian or at Loather, and the show is at Withdrawn Tweets. Our music is by Nick Amron. You can find us online at withdrawnpodcast.com, and you can subscribe via iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Next time on Withdrawn... I could actually sing the My Little Pony theme song if you'd like, where friendship is magic. Oh, friendship is magic. But I probably shouldn't. Super useful. (laughs) Super useful. (laughs) I love that that your your animated series would be friendship is useful. (laughs) Friendship is good in professional (laughs) contexts. Here are some ponies to discuss that. That was that was a good uh, <laughs> friendship is a uh, yeah, friendship is a neutral good. <laughs> <laughs>